everyone and welcome back to Magic Bedtime Stories. My name is Niklas and here is... Here is... Tobias? Tobias, are you here? Oh, sorry, wait. Uh, sorry, I, I must have forgotten to turn on the microphone. Uh, hello everyone. Haha, <laughs> that was close. We almost had to do the whole episode without you, Tobe. Yeah, that wouldn't have been fun. But now I'm ready. And tonight we have a magic story and fascinating facts to share. I'm ready. Are you ready for a magical evening? Tonight's fact is about magic. Have you ever seen a magician on stage? They make things disappear and reappear. They conjure up flowers and animals. And they can even read minds. But how do they do it? Is it real magic? Well, magic is mostly about illusions and clever tricks. They are very skilled at fooling our eyes and brains. How do you know so much about it, Aida? I've read a lot about magic and illusions. I've even learned a few simple tricks myself. That's impressive. Uh, can you show us a trick? Sure. But I need a little help from you, Nike. Absolutely. Uh, what do I have to do? First of all, I want you to get a regular pen and a piece of paper. Can you do that? Uh, yep, sure, I have it here. Uh, what now? Perfect. Now I want you to write down a secret word on the paper, but don't show it to anyone, not even Tobias. Tell me when you're ready. Mm, okay, let's see. Okay, I have written down my word. Good. Now, I want you to fold the paper four times so it's really small. Do it as quietly as you can. Okay, done. What uh, happens now? Now comes the fun part. Tobias, can you say a magic spell for us? Of course. Are you ready? Hocus, pocus, fili, yucus. And now, Niklas, I want you to open the paper again and read what it says. But here's the thing. Without opening it, I can tell you what you wrote. You wrote magic. Oh, oh wait, how did you do that? Uh, I opened the paper and... Yes, the word is magic. How did you do that, Ida? A real magician never reveals their secrets. But I can say that it's about being observant and knowing your friends well. Plus, a little AI magic on top of that. Wow, that was impressive. That was a fantastic trick, Ida. Thank you. Thank you. Remember, magic is all around us. We just need to learn to see it. I actually already conjured up today's fact, which is also about magicians. Check your hat, Tobe. Oh, wow, look here, Niklas. A note with lots of facts oh, wow. in my hat. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, amazing. Thanks, Ida. Awesome. Well, okay, uh, here is today's facts. Today, about magicians. Long ago, even when the pharaohs ruled Egypt, there was a magician named Dedi. He lived over 4,000 years ago and performed the very first magic trick ever written down. The trick was to hide balls under cups. Dedi amazed everyone who saw him do it. The word magic comes from the Greek word magos. At that time, it meant priest 
In the past, magicians were often priests who performed rituals and ceremonies to please the gods. Magicians use many different tricks to fool us when they perform their tricks. They are very skilled at directing people's eyes and attention so that we look in the wrong places. They also use things like hats, scarves, and decks of cards to create the magic. Magicians keep their tricks secret so that they can surprise us. If we knew how they did the tricks, they wouldn't seem as magical anymore. That's why they don't even teach their secrets to other magicians. There are many different kinds of magic. Some magicians perform on large stages in front of many people. Others perform tricks close to the audience, such as at tables in restaurants. There are also magicians who make us believe they can read minds or control physical objects with their minds. All magicians want to amaze and entertain their audience. It was fascinating to learn more about magic. Next time you see a magician on stage, remember that what you see is not always what it seems. But that doesn't mean it's not magical. Being fooled by a skilled magician can be a wonderful experience. Just like we were fooled by you, Ida. Now it's time to step into a magical forest clearing and listen to tonight's story. This story was inspired by a girl named Amelia, six years old from North Melbourne. She wants to hear a story about a magician who couldn't do magic. That sounds really interesting. It's a bit strange with a magician who can't do magic. Are you really a magician then? But I'm sure it will be great. Are you writing it down, Ida? I will. Here it comes. Thank you, Ida. Okay, let's get ready. Here is the story, The Magician Who Couldn't Do Magic. In the whimsical town of Whistleville, where magic was as common as the sun rising every morning, lived a cheerful female magician named Maggie. Unlike the other magicians who could conjure spells with a flick of their wands, Maggie had a peculiar problem. Her magic never worked as intended. Instead of enchanting flowers to bloom, she would accidentally call forth a shower of frogs, and attempts to make her hat fly would end with it turning into a chatty cat named Poppy. Despite these mishaps, Maggie's spirit was unbreakable. She wore her wide-brimmed hat, or as it was now, Poppy, with pride and carried her fizzling wand with the hope that one day she'd find her true magical talent. The annual magic showcase was approaching, a night when all of Whistleville's magicians displayed their powers. Maggie decided this was her chance to shine. Determined, Maggie opened her dusty spellbook to prepare. This year will be different, she declared, stirring a potion that was supposed to sparkle, but instead turned into a bubbly goo. Poppy. Now her hat turned confident, meowed in agreement. First, Maggie sought advice from the wise old owl, Hoot, who lived in the enchanted forest. Hoot was known for his vast knowledge of magic, 
though lately he seemed to forget more than he remembered. The key to magic is confidence. Hoot hooted, before accidentally disappearing in a puff of smoke, leaving behind only his voice. Oops, not again, his voice echoed from nowhere. Next, Maggie met a dragon named Sneezy, who had the unfortunate condition of being allergic to fire. How can I be a dragon if I can't even breathe fire without a chewing? Sneezy lamented. Maggie tried casting a spell to cure Sneezy's allergies, but only managed to turn his flames into rainbow-colored bubbles. Surprisingly, Sneezy loved it. I may not breathe fire, but I can make bubble art, he exclaimed, delighted with his new talent. Her confidence boosted by Sneezy's happiness, Maggie continued her journey and stumbled upon Faye, a tiny fairy with a big fear of flying. I get dizzy, Faye confessed, her wings twitching nervously. Maggie wanted to help Faye overcome her fear and waved her wand, chanting a spell. Instead of giving Faye courage, the spell gave her an umbrella. It's perfect. Faye chirped, taking to the air with her umbrella. Now if I get dizzy, I can float down gently. With each encounter, Maggie realized that her mishaps were not failures but unique successes. She helped her friends in ways she never expected, and in doing so, discovered the true essence of her magic, making the best out of the unexpected. The night of the magic showcase arrived. The town square of Whistleville was aglow with enchantments. Magicians from all corners showcased their talents, creating a spectacle of lights, colors, and wonders. Maggie stepped onto the stage, her heart pounding with excitement and nerves. Welcome everyone to a magic show like no other, Maggie announced, her voice steady and clear. She didn't have grand spells to display or dazzling tricks to perform. Instead, she told the stories of Hoot, Sneezy, and Faye, and how her mishaps brought unexpected joy and solutions to their problems. For her signal act, Maggie attempted a spell she'd never gotten right, a simple illumination charm. She waved her wand, and instead of a bright light, the sky filled with shimmering stars, a spectacle never seen before in Whistleville. The crowd gasped in awe, their eyes reflecting the beautiful starry night that Maggie had created. The applause was thunderous. Maggie bowed, her heart full. She might not have performed magic in the traditional sense, but she had enchanted the entire town with her stories, her heart, and her ability to see the magic in mistakes. As the stars twinkled above, Maggie realized that her true magical talent was her perseverance, her kindness, and her unwavering belief in the goodness of the unexpected. She had turned her magical mishaps into a spectacular showcase of her unique abilities, teaching everyone in Whistleville the importance of embracing their differences and finding strength in what made them unique. 
From that night on, Maggie was no longer known as the magician who couldn't do magic right. She was celebrated as the magician who brought a new kind of magic to Whistleville, one that sparkled with laughter, joy, and the beauty of being perfectly imperfect. And so Maggie, with Poppy by her side, continued to spread her unique magic throughout the land, reminding everyone that sometimes the most remarkable abilities are found in the most unexpected places. In the magical town of Whistleville, Maggie's magical mishaps became legendary, a testament to the power of seeing the world a little differently. Yeah, that was tonight's story, The Magician Who Couldn't Do Magic. Thanks to Amelia for the inspiration. We hope you have enjoyed your time with magic bedtime stories tonight. And remember that you can send in your own ideas for stories. Go to our webpage magicbedtimestories.com. We love to read them and create magic stories out of your wishes. Sleep well and dream about elves, magic spells and magic school days. Good night.